The Bridgeport-covered bridge in South Yuba River State Park was closed to pedestrian traffic in 2011 due to safety concerns, but thanks to the dedicated efforts of many people, reopened in 2021. Last week, while standing on the northern side of the 210-foot span, I talked to the bridge right in charge of restoring the historic covered walkway. Well, um, my name's Tim Andrews, and back east I own a company called Burns and Bridges of New England. I try to specialize in covered bridge restoration and new construction. And I worked with Spectre Company and California State Parks for 26 months restoring this bridge. We're back out here a year after completion just to see how things are doing, make sure that the superstructure is stable. And so what does that involve? Some testing and monitoring. Some of it's very high-tech using uh, harmonics to check the iron verticals in the trusses, see if they're relaxed a little bit. You know, checking the arch pressures at the abutment because of the two critical components, the arch has to carry at least half the weight of the bridge, plus all the people weight. So we wanted to check and see if things were stable. So that's what we've been doing for the last two days. And I assume that part of the maintenance is going to be, I mean, is there a torque spec to all of these? or? Um, well, uh, an experienced bridge right will know just by harmonics using his ear that you know that the things are under proper tension and then camber which is a crown in the bridge if you maintain your camber or if you're losing camber then you know you probably want to retighten those vertical truss rods and so how often will this bridge need to be maintained in that way well right now we're on a schedule to do it annually only because uh, we want the wood to fully, fully dry. You know, it came partially dried, uh, artificially dried, but large timbers can take a long time to dry. So with shrinking timber, you get a change in geometry. So we're going to watch it every year for the next several years. But then it should become stable. When the wood becomes stable, there won't be a need to revisit it. Why covered bridges? So. Everything that's working here to keep people out of the river, <laughs> make it a safe crossing, are the trusses. In layman's terms, those are the two sidewalls. With the iron rods and the heavy timbers, you cover it, protect those. You protect the superstructure so it never gets wet enough to start decay and rot. How long can a bridge like this properly maintain last? It's, it's a long-established saying, but it's not a fable. If you keep wood dry, it lasts indefinitely. And that's, that's, again, that's not folklore, that's there's scientific proof out there. But typically, a, an existing covered bridge gets to be 135 years. It's time for a major look at see what's, you know, intervention, re repair, replace defective components. But you keep this bridge here dry, you won't have to intervene for another 100 years. I mean, this is a beautiful bridge. It's all shingled in cedar it looks like yes it's all western red cedar which means that it doesn't need any sort of oiling it doesn't need any sort of well these shingles in particular got a a coating a um, pressure treated fire retardant which also has some water repellency characteristics the bridgeport covered bridge is a hybrid design tim called it a how truss bridge with a supplemental burr arch this is a unique combination where there might have been hundreds of this configuration across the country, I'm not aware that any exists except for this bridge. The design utilizes truss rods, 
vertical iron rods that clamped the top and bottom of the bridge together. One of the most interesting features that Tim pointed out while we were talking were the original iron rods still bearing their original manufacturing stamps. These are modern steel. Mm -hmm. They replaced the original iron truss rods. Mm -hmm. And many of them carried uh, Maker's Mark stamps, which is really fascinating. It was like a Blue's Clues search for us. Working with the National Park Service and their resources, there's 17 different Maker's Marks stamped on the various rods that were original to the bridge, and all of them come from England. Because in 1862, England was at the pinnacle of uh, quality and purity in iron. Plus, we were in the middle of, of the start of the Civil War. That's John Rebensdorf. He's the inspector who worked on the restoration with Tim. So most of our iron was going to the war efforts, so when they were building bridges like this, they couldn't find the metal that they needed to do the construction. So they had to go all over to find it. In fact, we had mega marks from Australia, was that the? Australia. Yeah, Australia. Yeah, the Netherlands. Yeah, Netherlands, all, all over the yeah, place. But a lion's share of them were, we found the maker's marks from old publications and advertisements. Although many of the original wrought iron rods were replaced with new steel rods, Tim and his crew were able to leave some of the originals in service. At the very ends of the bridge, kind of like nestled in between two large timbers, anybody visiting the bridge, there's eight rods total, two per corner, and the Maker's Mark stamps are visible to the naked eye. We purposely placed them in that position so future visitors can get a sense of the history of this bridge. The one we're looking at now is Chillington Best Refined, is how it's stamped, and it's got the crown, the crown of the, the Queen of England, which was Victoria at the time. Tim is fully aware of the dangers of wildfire in our area. Before I said goodbye, I asked him if there was anything he wanted to share with our audience. I hope the community at large will take some comfort that 100% of the structure has been protected with a fire retardant coating. Master Bridgewright, Tim Andrews, will return next September to check his work and to ensure that visitors to the South Yuba River State Park can enjoy the Bridgeport-covered bridge for years to come.